You're listening to the DSBC Podcast. For more information, visit us at dsbc.church. Hi, church family. This is Dawn Farmer, and I'm here with Pastor Caleb. Say hi, Pastor Caleb. Hi, Pastor Caleb. (laughs) So we are here with another um, installment of a podcast where we're reviewing our five core values. And this is our last core value that we'll be um, discussing. And so um, today, Pastor Caleb, we are talking about um, our last one, our last value. (laughs) We seek to live generously using our time, skills, and resources to bless and serve our community and to live as the hands and feet of Jesus. So can you tell us, Caleb, a little bit, why do we say it that way? Yeah, one of the reasons we talk a lot about generosity is we see it throughout Uh, scripture. We see it explicitly in the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus himself associated uh, himself with recipients of generosity. He said, whenever you visit the prisoner or clothe the naked or feed the hungry, you do so unto me. And so this is where the living is the hands and feet of Jesus comes in. Uh, We use time, skills, and resources. The reason that we tease that out is because generosity, oftentimes in our community, when we hear generous, we just think of money. And that's certainly part of it, right? Being generous with our financial resources is important. And it's a key part of uh, what it means to live generously. But it's not uh, the only or even the primary means of generosity for many of us as we think about our time, our skills, uh, things like our social capital. Uh, We believe that generosity is for all of life, not just with our finances. And so to, as a church family, to live generously, calling out time, skills, resources, uh, we recognize that those are blessings and acts of service to our community. And it's tethered to the acts of Jesus in and through our church. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can be very easy to just think when we think of generosity in giving funds, but there are times when actually um, funds could maybe cause more harm than good. And just mm-hmm. being present people is such a generous gift um, and, and giving up our time, which is like you've said before, not a renewable co- uh, commodity. So it certainly is a sacrifice. Yeah, that's right. Why, why did we make this one of our core values? Yeah, it's, it's a lived expression of the good news of Jesus, and it's a lived expression of the teachings of Scripture. So, for instance, um, a lot of views of reality operate on a scarcity mindset. There's only an, there's only so much to go around, and so I've got to get mine. I've got to hoard. I've got to take. I've got to protect. I've got to shield up. I've got to do everything I can to make sure I get mine, and it doesn't really matter what everybody else, uh, what happens to them. Uh, However, in the scriptures, we find that we ought not to have a scarcity mindset, but rather a mindset of abundance, that God has provided an abundant creation that he uh, provides for our needs. Even if we can't see how he's going to provide, he promises to provide for our needs and provide abundantly, uh, even again, even if when we can't see him. And so living generously is a means of living that faith. It's putting into practice what we believe or what we say we believe. So again, it's a lived expression of the gospel of the provision of God, his power to provide and his promises towards us. The other reason is uh, it's being a lived expression of the gospel. A culture of generosity is one of our strongest apologetics. And what I mean is uh, apologetics is simply a a means of talking about uh, 
defending the faith or to put it another way, uh, explaining why you believe what you believe, uh, especially in a, a world in which there are so many different ideas of reality. To live generously, to have a culture of generosity uh, is one of the strongest means of showing what it is that we believe and uh, giving an example of it in our lived behavior. Uh, in First Peter 2, it talks, uh, Peter says, live such good lives among the people who aren't following Jesus, that though they see your good deeds and give glory to God on the day of his visitation, uh, even though they may accuse us of doing wrong. So even if people don't understand what it means to be a Christian or they don't understand our beliefs, they see lives of generosity, a culture of generosity, and they, Peter says, give glory to God on the day he visits us. And so it's, again, it's a lived expression of our faith. Yeah. And as you're talking, it kind of reminded me back to that idea that we talked about in a previous podcast of we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so this also shows what it's like to be um, a member of the kingdom of God is so different than what we expected the kingdoms of this world, uh, which is be generous as long as you're going to get something in return. Mm -hmm. uh, and and really being uh, showing our generosity is kind of flipping that idea on its head and, and showing something different, a, a greater sense of hope um, to, to not only the giver, but also the receiver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, where do you see this um, playing out in real life? Where, where is the tension um, just in a practical day-to-day uh, -day level? Yeah, I mean, the tension is this is as far as all the five core values we've got, this one may be the least controversial and the most difficult to practice. Yeah, uh, I, I think like living generously, like I see there's a, there's a company that I'm familiar with that I love that has T-shirts that talk about living generously. I, I see them out in the wild, you know, when I'm at Fry's or at the gas station. I think the idea or the concept of a life of generosity is generally in our community uh, something that's. Uh, lauded, it's it's elevated. And yet when it comes to actually practicing sacrificial generosity, it really requires a, a great deal of faith and a trust in Jesus to provide for our needs, a trust that he's going to use our time, our energy, our talents, and our resources in ways that will bring flourishing and not destruction. Um, and so again, stating it, reminding ourselves of it uh, is just another means of calling back to uh, a life of generosity empowered by the spirit leads to human flourishing in our community and in our own lives. But it's really difficult to practice. And so we remind each other as a means of encouragement as well. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And even we talk often about how um, the church is one of the most difficult places to talk about money. It's very mm -hmm. comfortable. Um, there are people we know who like, I'm not, I'm never going to church because all they want is my money. Right. And so uh, um, talking about this idea of, of generosity as um, led by the spirit, I think is also really powerful. In fact, I'd like to take this time to kind of call out every week in service. We talk about, uh, when we talk about generosity, we say, um, listen, we don't do this out of guilt or expectation, but in response to God's love and generosity in our lives. And can you help us understand a little bit where you're saying, um, as a follower of Jesus, we are called to live generously, but on the flip side, as, as ministers from the stage often will say, but listen, don't do this out of guilt or expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really the rub. I mean, a life of generosity, a healthy life of generosity stems from a heart, a heart response to God's grace and generosity in our lives, not out of compulsion or guilt. So, so giving of my time or my energy or my funds 
out of guilt is actually destructive. Uh, mm. Doing it out of shame hurts me and a lot of time hurts other people as well. Mm. It's only from a heart, um, from, from a space of uh, response to God's generosity, the good news of who Jesus is, uh, that I'm able to be generous in a healthy way. Uh, not trying to earn God's favor. The reason we say it every week is you're right. Like it, religious organizations are kind of notorious for leveraging shame, fear, and guilt or obligation um, to, you know, make budget, so to speak. Our hope for our congregation, for our church family is not that we make our budget. Uh, our hope for our congregation is that everyone would experience the joy of generosity, again, with time, energy, talent, financial resources, their whole life, because it causes us to be more like Jesus. It gives us closer experiences with Jesus. I mean, it's through sacrificial generosity, at least in my life, that I've experienced uh, the presence and the beauty of Jesus in some really profound ways, uh, in ways that I didn't expect. And we want that for people. Um, what we don't want is people to engage in this act of worship simply because it's uh, some sort of religious obligation or tradition or because of what other people around them might think. I mean, that's no, that, that by no means is a healthy way to uh, think about generosity, nor is it a healthy way to live. And we don't want people to live unhealthy lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Spiritually healthy lives are, um, are what we're calling people to, and not just to check a box. Right. Of, I did the thing. I gave my certain amount, um, or I did the generous thing. So thank you for clarifying that. I think it, um, Something else that we've talked often about is that generosity begets generosity. And so as we um, live generously in whatever way that looks, it inspires others to do the same. And again, there's that uh, the kingdom of God is is um, growing exponentially in its impact by uh, challenging in our community a held belief that, you know, I need to just get my own and I can't give I have to protect myself I can't give generously and mm. so uh, I'm just thankful for that and you're right it is hard it's hard to remember uh, anything else you want to say about generosity before we wrap up yeah uh, we've written a little bit about if you want to study more about what we understand the Bible to say about generosity we've got uh, on our website under the teachings tab uh, on the blog there is a teaching uh, an extended study on generosity uh, so if you want to learn more uh, i'd encourage you to go there and check it out awesome thank you so much and church family stay tuned we'll have some more um, podcast topics for you now that we're wrapping up this five-part series on our core values thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time see y'all